Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> Well, very special edition today of the Coyotes podcast. We're going to put the Coyotes aside for a few minutes and we're going to spend some time talking about Arizona high school hockey. It's that time of year again. It's time for the Arizona State High School Hockey Tournament. I'm Petey. Leah is on her way to the All-Star Game in Toronto and Craig is busy in the other studio getting ready for our afternoon guest, NHL insider Elliot Friedman. So... Without further ado, let's get started on this Arizona high school podcast. And we're going to bring in the play-by-play voice of Arizona high school hockey. If you follow Asha at all, you know the voice, you know the name. Let's bring in Dylan Pescator. Dylan. Hey, Good to join you. How are we doing today, buddy? Doing great and couldn't be more excited. It's the best time of the year. Well, see, you know, I'd like to say that, but but here's, if you follow the PHNX podcast at all, Leah is our regular host. Leah Merrill's our host, and she drives the show, and she reads the ads, and she gets us all ready. Leah's on a plane. So that means I'm in charge of all the techie stuff. Things may not be as smooth as a normal PHNX broadcast, right down to our cameras. So that we've got a lot going on in our studio today. The ASU show was going on live right now. Craig has a very special guest next door. That's going on live. So I have been resorted to using um, my laptop. Uh, camera. So just everybody bear with us today. Um, usually this is an audio podcast, but we thought people might want to check this out. So Dylan, you've seen all these teams all season long. So we really thought you'd be the voice of reason and help us get an idea of what to look for over the next few days. And I'm going to throw up the schedule because what I think this is really interesting to see what Asha has done. They are bringing in all of these games to the mullet arena it starts with the quarterfinal games and that happens over tuesday and wednesday night there's two games each night on tuesday and wednesday at the mullet starting tonight the first game centennial flagstaff and i tell you what it's 10 bucks to get in the door and you get to stay for both games so you can't beat that if you want to see some great high school hockey so stop down to the mullet you get two games for the price of one and dylan give us the big picture on what's been going on in high school hockey this season well, I think this year is a, a lot different from the years in, in in the past. In the past, you've seen a lot of Pinnacle. You've seen a lot of Notre Dame. This year, and talking with coaches around the league, this is the most parity we've ever seen at the Division One level. And in all reality, Pinnacle and Notre Dame are not the favorites. That's the three-seed Notre Dame and the five-seed Pinnacle. You have a few new faces at the top. Remember, we saw Desert Vista come from the five-seed last year. They had their first championship in a long time. This year, number one seed Centennial comes in as the favorite, number two seed Mountain Ridge as the second favorite. So a lot of new faces 
in the tournament this year. Well, you look at Centennial, and we're, let's start off. Let's get right to the. Let's get right to it. And let's start talk, talking about the matchup. So let's get to game number one, and that game is tonight, Tuesday, January thirtieth at six thirty p.m. at Centennial against Flagstaff. And you talk about the top team right now coming in, the number one ranked Centennial team. They've won five straight. They haven't lost since November. Dylan, what does the team have to do to win this game? It's it's so interesting for Centennial. They've had such an interesting two years. Last year was really the bottom of the bottom, and anyone in that program will tell you they went three sixteen and two. At times, they had you know nine skaters for a game. This year has been a complete turnaround. Everything has gone right for them. They possibly have the best player in the league as well in Cade Pareja. He leads the league in goals and points. He's second in assists, and they are a very deep team as well. They're top six in terms of their forwards. I don't think any other team in Division One can really compete with them. Now, the question with them is they don't have a lot of playoff experience. As we know, in the past few years, they've made the play-in game. they made the quarterfinals. They've never played at a big arena like Mullet Arena. How will a great big favorite like Centennial respond playing at the ASU at the Coyotes Arena tonight? What is the strength of this team? You talk about their depth. I mean, is this a team that can you get you get their leading score in the entire state of Arizona jumping over the boards? Is this a team that can light it up offensively, or is this a team that really defends well? It's an offensive team. They're going to win games, and they've won games this year. You know, eight to three, nine to four. They they will put the puck in the back of the net with the best of anybody probably over the past few years. This is one of the best offensive teams I've seen. They have a ton of seniors. They're a very veteran team, a lot of experience, but not a lot of that playoff experience. But other than Cade Pareja, that leading scorer that you mentioned, other names you have to look out for, Ryan McCaughey, Ryan Kabuya, uh, Steele, Switchenberg, and names like that that you really have to tune in for. They're can't-miss guys, and they're not even playing top-line minutes. So this team is, if, if you could say the word loaded, this is that team. So you talk about Kate Pereja. It literally he leads this league in 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 goals and scoring. Is he a threat when he's on the ice? Like every time he steps over the boards, this is the guy we need to keep our eye on and and look out for for Flagstaff. I wish there was like a special spotlight that you could just put on him when watching the game, right? You just watch him, and he plays all facets. He plays five on five power play. And talking with Coach Caleb Drinkhouse, first year head coach, by the way, pretty good start, I'd say, for him, right? Uh, he says that he Pareja wants to play shorthanded, but he wants to give him a break when when they are down five four on five. He has three shorthanded goals this year, six power play goals. He drives the bus. And I mentioned they have a lot of seniors. He's only a junior, and he's doing this. Imagine how much yeah. how much better he's going to be next year. And he's a guy with twenty one goals on the season, and this guy can he can light it up. So I'm excited to see him play Centennial tonight. But then yeah, I go to Flagstaff. Here's a team that's coming in as the the number eight seed, and they've got to go up against the big beast in in, in Centennial. What can you tell us about the Flagstaff Avalanche? I think you could say that possibly, like you said, they're the eight seed. They got a tough, tough draw in Centennial. However, there are a lot of really good positives for Flagstaff, especially their end to the season. They won four in a row at the end with 19 goals scored. That was after they got shut out three times in a row. I mean, what kind of, you know, as a team, you really have to have some strong resiliency to come back from that little stretch. They do four straight wins. They beat Hamilton in the play game as well. And this team and we talk about them against Centennial. Centennial only had four losses on the entire year. Flagstaff, one of those losses. 
Yeah, and it's funny because when you when you talk about this tournament, and we know in tournament tournament play in any sport, you, you can go to, to, to NCAA basketball, you can go to the NHL playoffs, and, and anything can happen on a given night. You can get a hot goaltender, you can get somebody sitting in the penalty box, the puck bounces the other way, and and anything can happen. And I think that's one of the things that draws me to this tournament is because it feels like this season more than any other, anything can happen. And, and it's not like you said, we've seen this team. We've seen teams go undefeated in the regular season and come in and just breeze through to the finals. We've seen that. And I think this year you really get that sense of, gosh, this is a little bit different. Does Flagstaff have to play the perfect game to beat Centennial? I don't know if they play have to play the perfect game. But they have to play their game, which is low scoring, defensive minded. They have a great goalie in Lincoln Mayali as well. Uh, their best player, Will Smith, had an incredible year. 12 goals in 17 games, 23 points. And he's also been very good against Centennial. Two goals, three assists, and five points in two games against these Centennial Coyotes. So he's a little bit of a Centennial killer uh, in terms of Will Smith, their best player. Like you said, it's kind of it's almost like a cliche. I truly think this any team one to eight can go all the way this year. And the other thing for me too, Dylan, is when you look at a game like this, these guys don't play in arenas like the mullet. They don't play in front of a crowd like that we're expecting to see tonight. And and that can get you off your game, especially early. So I, I think for Flagstaff, it's about that first five minutes. It's just about surviving the wave. We talk about the, the offensive upside that Centennial has. It's about Flagstaff just, just locking it down for the first few minutes until they get it into their flow. So I think this is a great game to start off with. So let's go to the second matchup tonight where we're looking at Mountain Ridge is taking on Basha Perry at 8.30 tonight in the second game of the quarterfinals. Let's start off with Mountain Ridge. They're coming in as the number two seed right now. Dylan, take it away on Mountain Ridge. Mountain Ridge, another team that's really had a big turnaround. This is a team that only had six or seven wins last year. And the talk around them was, wow, they have a really good Division II team. They have a really good Division III team. When are those guys going to contribute at D1? This is that year, and they have a very, very young team. Two, two of their best players are freshmen, Camden Babin and Mason McCosh. Babin was up there top 10 in points and goals. And now you kind of see them – getting going and this year they've ended the season on a 10-game win streak everyone's buying into their system coached by ed georgievich sean babin as well as an assistant coach this team has a very strong core and not only this year they'll be very good in years to come and one of the other things you talk about their their winning streak Tennessee, this team has not lost since the end of october october 22nd they dropped a game to the notre dame prep saints so it's been a while since this team's been on the losing side of the ledger and they are putting up numbers you're talking about the last game six four six five i mean this team can score but can they keep the puck out of that how's their goaltending been at mountain ridge i think their goaltending is really the reason they have that 10 game win streak i know their scoring is great and they have a lot this is the deepest team division one there's no doubt mountain ridge has three four lines they can roll in any situation whether they're up five they're protecting a one goal lead they'll put any line out there they have that trust in each and every player their goaltending this year has been very good they have a senior in john cano and then they have a sophomore in rj cavalcante it's a question of who's going to start because they're very equal and it's going to be really interesting to see who they choose. Do they start the senior in Kano who's seen some playoff uh, experience in years past, or they start the sophomore in Cavalcante? Similar numbers for both. It's almost a problem that, you know, it's not a bad problem to have, but you have to start one. You can't start two goalies, as you know. 
Yeah, and we've seen that in the playoffs last year where, where you had to look at seniors and you had to look at younger guys coming up that split the ranks. And it's hard to decide who's going to play in these games. I mean, you want everybody to play and perform on the big stage. So you talk about Kano. Kano's got played 12 games played. He's got 2.8 goals against average and, and about an 893 save percentage. RJ, I like saying this name, Cavalcante. He's played in nine games this year with a 1.72 and a 927 save percentage. And, and you know what? Like you said, it's a good problem to have. You'd like to see both kids get the opportunity to play and i think if, you, if you're mountain ridge you got to think hey we get through this first game then maybe everybody gets a little taste of, of a little mullet action and, and i think that 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 again it's going to be that excitement in that building and and it's it is a big stage and i and i hope people that are listening to this i hope they go i hope they go to these games mm-hmm. because i don't think if you take us best to last year and that championship game uh dylan i've never seen anything like it the excitement of that game going to overtime and we'll talk more about that later in the show but this is going to be an exciting platform for these kids to play in and so let's get to their opponent tonight the number seven seeded basha perry this basha perry team is probably the sneakiest team in the league they're not going to have a great regular season and at the start it really didn't look great for them they took a lot of penalties at the start of the year they really started to gel at the end of the year. They had a good play-in play in game. They beat Shap 8-2. to two. Their scoring is really getting going. But I think the story of their season is getting revenge. Last year, they made all the way to the semifinals. They played Notre Dame very, very tough. They were up 2-0 in that game with three minutes to go at the chance of going to Mullet Arena for the championship. They lose that game in overtime, a complete heartbreaker. But according to Coach Aaron Burden, a lot of those guys on that team are looking for revenge this year. And that's, yeah. that's the story of Basha Perry. You look at their offense, too, and, and you go to the top 10 scoring in, in all of high school hockey in Arizona, and you, the name Nicholas Wolf comes up. And he's got mm-hmm. uh, he, Nicholas Wolf got 20 goals in 21 games. He's one of the few 20 goal scorers in the league this year. What can he bring uh, for this Basha Perry Bearcat team? He's not a guy that's going to stand out to you in terms of physicality or his height, but he is a lot of heart and he really brings it every single shift. He's physical with what he can do. And, you know, according to his teammates, especially Parker Stepien, he's got the quickest hands in the league for a forward who likes to work around the net. So what does this team have to do? What does Basha Perry have to do to beat Mountain Ridge tonight? Basha Perry has to really focus on their defense. I think their offense is championship worthy. There's no doubt about that. Hayden Sott, Parker Stepien, Nick Wolf, uh, Brody Payne, etc. Their goaltending is to be proven. And that's because they have a freshman starting, a 15, 16-year-old in Austin Gerhardt, who has not seen this type of arena. You see, you mentioned it, Mullet Arena. Think about that experience for a 15, 16-year-old freshman. Uh, it's going to be a whole new thing. It's a question. Can they keep the puck out of their own net? Can their goaltenders had a good year this year show up in the biggest game? If they do, I think this team has as good a chance as anyone. We're talking about the underdogs in beating the favorite. Well, and this is the other thing too. In playoff hockey, we said it before, anything can happen. Like you get in this atmosphere, man, kids just play different. It's going to be what coach has it locked down the right way, what goaltender rises to the occasion. There's so many variables. And I'm telling you, if you get a chance to go down to Mullet Arena tonight for these two games, absolutely go. It's 10 bucks to get in to see both games back to back. And if you can't go, I get it. My grandma and grandpa, they may, a long, they may be a long way from Mullet Arena across the country. Tune in to the Asha YouTube channel. You can listen to Dylan call the game tonight. Um, he'll be at both games tonight, both games tomorrow, both 
on Thursday and the championship game on Sunday. So Dylan's going to get his voice a little bit of a workout here. And I just want to remind people that might not have seen this before and PHNX. And I wish we could have given you the full studio experience today. We're going to do that on Friday show as we preview the championship game. But this PHNX brings you everything. It covers everything in Arizona sports. It covers the Suns the Diamondbacks, the Cardinals, ASU, U of A, and of course the Arizona Coyotes. And on the Arizona Coyote podcast, we not only cover the Coyotes, we cover ASU, we cover the Tucson Roadrunners, and every couple times a year, we cover high school hockey too. So make sure you're checking it out. Get get to the YouTube channel, go to the PHNX YouTube channel, and subscribe so you don't miss any of our hockey content. And check us out on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Okay, Dylan, let's get to the next game. We're going to take it into Wednesday night, and there's a couple of familiar names here on Wednesday night. We're going to see Notre Dame Prep play Brophy at 6.30 on the 31st on Wednesday. Notre Dame at Brophy, and I tell you this, this will be my fourth time calling the championship game um, for Arizona High School Hockey, and Notre Dame has been in all three previous championships. This team knows how to win. They know how to win, and they got a lot of the names back that you know. You know Reed Gramlich. He's right up there with Pereja in terms of the numbers, in terms of just, you just watch him. The fastest player on the ice has some of the best edges I've ever seen as a forward in terms of high school hockey and could really, really use a championship. I mean, you talk about it, lost to Pinnacle two years ago in the championship, a heartbreaker last year against Desert Vista. You remember that game. And now he's looking to finally get that ring on his finger as a senior. So this Notre Dame team, which has had a little bit of an odd year, you know, they had some injuries. They didn't start out too hot, but they are kind of gelling now. And they have a lot of the firepower. Drew Jaswin is a guy that stands out. Cody Bjorndal, Reed Gramlich, uh, Tate Mickey, Justin Kaplan, a lot of young guys too. This Notre Dame team is your usual Notre Dame team. They just don't have a one next to their name. They have a three next to their name. That could give them a little bit more motivation. And that's where you talk about the, the the parody this year. Like this Notre Dame team. Like I, I've I've had an opportunity to talk to Charles Missio, their head coach, several times over the past several years. And I tell you what, this team is built the right way. I mean, they they start they start by building a group and and they work outwards. Like this is a really well coached. They're a very tight knit group. Um, Notre Dame prep has always done it the right way. And and I think it shows. You talk about Reed Graham. Like he's a guy that it leaves it on the ice. And when he plays, you know it. He's a two two point a game guy. He's a goal, a game score. They can light it up. This Notre Dame team, there is no doubt they can light it up. But on the other side of the puck, on stopping the puck, another familiar name between the pipes. Yep. Matthew Gahan, their goaltender. And if you thought last year was a great year and he had 20 starts, he played every single game for them, had a great year. This year, he's turned it on to a different level. He's a top two goalie in Division One, four shutouts and 16 starts, a 1-8-1 goals against. And I tell you this, Petey, we did their last regular season game. They played against Desert Vista, and I think that was the best they've ever looked this season. Uh, from what I've seen, I haven't seen every game. That was the best I've seen them look this year. A 4-0 shutout win against a very good DV team. That was back on tw- on the 20th, 10 days ago, and their defense was was shut down. You have Adam Kaplan, Madden Hoganauer at the top in terms of their decor. Add in a Chase Kaplan, a sophomore like Jack Wilson as well, Archer Anders. They're five deep on defense at least, and they're playing their best hockey going into the playoffs, no doubt. Well, let's go to their opponent tonight. Another familiar name in Division One Arizona High School Hockey is Brophy. What does Brophy have to do coming into this one as the number six seed? A- another team that I think has as good a chance as it gets. And, Petey, I'm going to tell you this, and 
I think this matchup has the two best goaltenders in Division One in Gahan and in Max Milstein. He's a goalie that, other than Connor Dumnell, who, of course, you remember back at Pinnacle a couple years ago, he's the best goalie since in, in Division One, no doubt. He has a, a 940 save percentage, a 178 goals against. He put on a, a show in the play-in game last Sunday uh, against Horizon, a 25-save shutout. Not even talking about their forwards, he could win this game alone as a goaltender. He's that good. Well, that's exactly. And this is the one where we talk about experience. First of all, these two teams and the big surprise, this is one I, I'd almost call a rivalry game between Brophy oh, and Notre Dame. These two teams don't like each other. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you're going to see a high competition rate. I think that's true. But but one of the things I would look for tonight, and we talked about experience, only two teams have played in Mullet Arena uh, under the high school hockey banner, and one of them is Notre Dame. And, you know, this year, I know Kenny McGinley and his staff at Osha, wonderful job getting this whole tournament down to mullet for the entire week. But Notre Dame has an advantage here. And I, and I think that they get out there and they've been there. They've a lot of these players, a lot of returning veterans that are going to skate on mullet ice and go, yeah, we've been here. We've done this. We've played in big games. We've played in front of crowds. And I wonder if if that's going to be, if they can catch Brophy a little starstruck early. And I, I would be concerned about that again with Brophy early. And, and the goaltending you talked about in Brophy, that is going to have to lead the way, especially through the first five, 10 minutes for this, this Brophy team to stay in it against Notre Dame. If they can stay in it and keep it tight early, this could be a hell of a hockey game. You're exactly right. And this is a very young Brophy team. Uh, we mentioned some freshmen over on Mountain Ridge and Babin and, and Makash. They're, they're contributing. This Brophy team is the same way. They have a kid like Jack Bork, who, yes, he does wear number 77. Look at that. Uh, no relation. Uh, but he plays big minutes. This guy's playing on the top line. Spencer Leach, another freshman who's playing big minutes as well. But there are two big boys at the top, and it's two names. It starts with the senior captain, Cooper Flynn. You won't meet a nicer kid than Cooper Flynn, but on the ice, he's a menace. He's a beast. Four goals in the play-in game against uh, against Horizon. Mac Frakes is the other one. He's a junior, and he's been outstanding. He's got 22 points in only 13 games this year. He's a big body. He's physical. Really, when you look at this game, the goaltending's great. Like I said, the two best goaltenders in D1, it is Frakes, Flynn against Gramlich and Jaswin. Those are the top two in terms of the forwards, these two teams. Well, I, I'm really excited about this matchup. I really am. And I, I've, I've been able to follow Notre Dame play over the last several years. And I tell you what, that's a heck of a hockey team. And you're bringing out some really veteran guys that really, that really, really are, 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 they want that win. I mean, they've been so close several times that they need to get that win. And, and now let's go to the nightcap, the last of the quarterfinals. It's the 4-5 matchup. And it brings in last year's state champion, Desert Vista, playing off the perennial powerhouse Pinnacle Pioneers. I, I'm very much looking forward to this game. As a lot of people know, my son went to Pinnacle, won a state championship in 2017. I had the opportunity to get behind the bench to a couple of Pinnacle high school teams too. So a little dear and near to my heart at the Pinnacle Pioneers, red, white, and blue. Um, but I'll be I'll be impartial in, in the broadcast booth, I promise, Dylan. Um, what can you tell us about the Desert Vista Pinnacle matchup? You know, you throw out the numbers for this game. These two teams are very, very even this year. And they played uh, at the end or at the start of January, a 1-1 tie. It was as even as you can get. But this is not your usual pinnacle team. This is not a team that's going to go 19-1-0 the entire year. It's just not that year. They had a lot of seniors last year who graduated. And sometimes, you know, the, the net runs dry in terms of their scoring. But recently they've kind of found it a good win against Campo Verde in the, in the play in round got them kind of going in terms of the elimination game. They already have one under their belt 
And their top line, Cal Butler, Alex Ealing, Sam Minthorn, they run the way. If, if they're going, this team can compete with anybody. Ealing is right up there with Gramlich and Pareja in terms of speed. Butler led the league in assists. And Sam Minthorn, who goes right down the middle, he's the center. He's a big body who can stand in front of their net. But the guy you have to look out for for Pinnacle, and he goes under the radar, is Luke Parker. And if you talk to Coach Chris Hilling about Luke Parker, he'll have a smile on his face because he goes 100% every shift. He's a big-time player. He had a goal against Desert Vista in the semifinal game last year. These two teams faced off. DV won 6-3 with Jim having four goals. But Luke Parker, the name you have to look for for Pinnacle. On Desert Vista's side, I mean, you know the name, Ryan Jim, right? He's had an incredible year this year. He runs the the offense in terms of them, a wicked shot. He stands at that circle. He has great speed as well. But this team, and, and they lost a lot of seniors from last year's championship team, they're run by their defense. And Trevor Kaminsky is possibly, and I go on the record to say, he's the best defensive defenseman in the league. He's a big body. He's a senior. He skates very well. He can shut down the best of the best. He could shut down a Pareja by himself. You know, it's almost like man coverage. It's a deep team. They're well coached, and they have two goalies. Uh, once again, like Mountain Ridge does, they have two goalies. The senior in Jonah Bankel, who's played well. But then you have a sophomore in Dylan Hansen, who's undefeated in eight starts. Uh, it's going to be an interesting decision. I don't know which way they'll go. Um, both goalies have played well this year, and there really isn't a bad uh, decision for Desert Vista. But it's one of the things, it's the same thing we talked about with Notre Dame. I mean, this Desert Vista is another team that's been there. And this is the team that came from behind last year in the last minute of play when Jim put this team on his back and carried Desert Vista across the finish line to the state championship. Um, I, I think that guys has to give this team confidence. I, I don't know if they're going to feel like they're ever out of a game, even when they're playing from a deficit. Uh, I know Jim's a kid that I've seen him personally carry a team and, and do this nearly by himself. He is unbelievable to watch. Um, I am interested to see how Pinnacle defends him. I mean, Pinnacle is a very structured team. They can play 200-foot game, and I think they they pride themselves in the ability to, to shut down other teams. We'll see. I mean, Ryan Jim's an, an incredible hockey player. This, to me, is the one I'm most excited for. And, and let's be honest, it's a 4-5 matchup. It, 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 it's, these two teams are extremely close. You said they played to a 1-1 time. Desert Vista finishes off the season with a big loss to Notre Dame. So mm-hmm. I think they've got a little chip on their shoulder with something to prove um, that, that last year wasn't a fluke so i i think this one to me is the real exciting game of of the playoffs so i'm going to show you the schedule again this is what's coming up this week at mullet arena we got tuesday night tonight 6 30 centennial flagstaff 8 10 mountain ridge and basha tomorrow night the other quarterfinal matchups are notre dame plays brophy at 6 30 desert vista faces off against pinnacle at 8 10 the winners will face again on thursday night at the mullet arena 5 40 puck drop for the first one 720 for the second game and followed all of that on the same ticket, by the way, Dylan, we haven't talked about this mm-hmm. three games for your $10. The ACHA division one ASU team will play against Grand Canyon university at nine o'clock tonight at that Thursday night. So you stay for the first two semifinal games, stick around to watch a little ACHA college hockey. And it all winds down on Sunday, February 4th at mullet arena. And I tell you what, both Dylan and I will be there. We'll be calling the game. And I'd like to, you sat here a year ago and you go, okay, well, Notre Dame's going to be there. Like Notre Dame. Notre Dame's the team to beat. I I just don't know this year. This is one of those years you nailed it. I don't know if I've ever seen that in Arizona high school hockey where this one is an absolute toss-up. 
It really is. If you know, and I don't want to make predictions. I couldn't give you a prediction right now because I could see any of these teams going all the way. And I'm being completely honest. I could see a team like Basham making a huge run. Uh, and then you could look at Centennial and say, how can they even lose? It's hard to even see them lose. So I am super excited. It's really a toss up in every single game and every game is going to be close. You can't, you can't even predict a winner because you know, every game is going to go down to the wire. Well, I'll be listening to you for the quarterfinals. I unfortunately have a work commitment, so I won't be able to make it down for the quarterfinal games. I will be sitting alongside you for the semifinal games on Thursday, and I'll absolutely be there Sunday. But I want people that are watching on the YouTube channel right now to give you an idea of what this looked like a season ago at Mullet Arena. This was the lineup outside getting ready to watch high school hockey in the state of Arizona. So people that don't think hockey belongs in the desert, well, they just haven't seen high school hockey because this was an unbelievable show at Mullet Arena. They did an unbelievable job. This matchup was everything that we had hoped for. It was overtime. It was excitement. There was, the fans were amazing. It was so much fun um, for all of us before Desert Vista finally got the opportunity to raise the trophy as they go on to win the Arizona State High School Hockey Championship. I'm telling you, if you get a chance to go, go. If you don't get a chance to go, make sure you don't go to asha.org they'll give you all the information or go to asha a h s h a their youtube channel where you can pick up on dylan um calling these games over the next few days well dylan are you ready is your voice prepped and ready to go i'm ready to go you know i have i have these games and i'm also doing the uh, asu division one games friday and saturday so nine games in five days uh the prep has been great every coach has been so nice as they usually are and i mean I mean, I can name these teams like the back of my hand at this point. So I am just so excited to get going. It's going to be a great week. And like you said, hopefully by Sunday, I can still talk. I want to give a couple a couple thank yous and a big shout out to Kenny McGinley, who runs all of Asha, is the president of Asha, for helping us, one, get this show off the ground, and two, getting everything done at Mullet Arena that he's been able to do this week. It's a phenomenal show. If you haven't haven't been down to Mullet, this is a great opportunity. It's it's cost-effective. You can see great hockey and an exciting atmosphere. The concession stands are open. It's a regular hockey game there for 10 bucks. Catch two games a night all week long, so make sure you check that out. Another thank you to Jenna down there. Again, without her help with all these graphics and pictures, I would never be able to get this show off of the ground oh boy howdy leah i miss you hosting this show i i, I really really do and, and again i'm going to talk about phnx one more time here if you're not tuned into phnx coyotes this is the best coverage of hockey in the state of Arizona. If you want to know what's going on with the Coyotes, we have contacts. We have interviews with the players, the coaches, the management. We've had Gary Bettman on our show. We've had Paul Bissonnette come in the studio. We have guests all the time. We do live post-game shows after every single Coyote game. And beyond the Coyotes, we talk about the Roadrunner. We take trips down the I-10. We are dialed in to the hockey in the state of Arizona. So if you're not checking us out, make sure you go to... Follow us on Twitter, PHNX underscore Coyotes. Go to our YouTube channel. Just subscribe to the PHNX YouTube channel. And then if you just want to listen to us in our car, and this will be an audio episode, which is probably better for me because Dylan's a good looking kid and I'm, I'm an old mess. So it's better on audio, by the way. But you will just get us wherever you get your podcast. Go to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Subscribe, download, and listen to us anytime in your car. Really want to encourage you to do that. Dylan, a big thank you to you for joining us today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule and wearing your voice down. So thanks for joining us today, Dylan. I'm Petey. This is PHNX, and we'll see you at the ring.
You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.